Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. A name change for King John's Castle here in Limerick City is being considered. And we've been asking you on our social media over the weekend what you make of it. We've got quite a response, I have to say. Dennis says the council could make a Greenway route all the way from Abbey Field through the city centre and change the name to the Limerick Greenway Castle. Marie says, no, it shouldn't be changed. I grew up knowing it as King John's Castle and it holds good memories for me as my grandmother lived in the castle barracks. Betty says, as an American, please don't change names. People are changing names in America left and right just because feelings are hurt. Sylvia says definitely not and also it would be very costly to change it, put that money into something that would actually benefit us in Limerick. John said this happened in Kilmallock where King John's was changed to King's Castle with no public or local consultation. David says looks like a marketing change if it happens, just like the Limerick Greenway that ties the attractions to the county uh, for those tourists unfamiliar with them. And he says why change it? Uh, King John was of Norman descent and they integrated with us very well. Anne says isn't it great that there's nothing of any importance that the Mayor and others need to address in Limerick, like homelessness. Great to have time to devote to something like changing the name of King John's Castle. And that's just a very small example of uh, the huge number of responses that we have received on this. And Michael is on the line right now on 461995 with his view. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? Good, mo- good morning, Joe. How are you? So what do you make of this? I, I think personally it's a great idea, Joe. First of all, if, if you go to all the major cities in the, in the world that have castles, it's always called after their city. You know, you take Blarney, you know Blarney is the city, but Blarney, you have Ashford, you have every place that has a castle, it's called after the main city that it's in. And if Galway had this castle, though, I'm sure they'd call it Galway Castle, not any, anything else. Because, like, for, for somebody that's out there trying to promote the city, the castle is probably the major thing we have in the city. It's not been it's not been looked after properly, and it's not been developed properly. There's a lot of things we could do with that castle, and I'm, I think personally that a name change would help that tremendously. Mm. Stephen, uh, you're questioning this. Good morning to you. Uh, what is your problem with it? Good morning, Joe. Um, well, initially, when I spoke to your researcher last week, um, I was thinking to myself that as a person with a physical disability in terms of tourism, in terms of visiting the place, it's it's not accessible. Now, the, the, the example that I gave, <laughs> thinking back on it, I actually think it was uh, Bunratty Castle. But I, I, I'm i of the opinion that that old saying, a rose by any other name, would would still smell as sweet as, as the saying goes. I personally don't think it, the name change needs to happen. I mean, if you look at and this is just my own personal opinion now, a couple of years ago there, we had a rebranding for Atlantic Edge, Limerick Embrace, or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And all the money that was spent on that, okay, if people remember it, but what did it actually do? Well, the only thing I'm going to say to you about that is that, to be fair to the people who were involved and launched that, it happened almost exactly at the same time as COVID hit. So okay. it's very hard to make a judgment on that brand and its impact when you consider the global pandemic that came along as they were trying to get it out there. Uh, fair enough. But with with the money 
probably be spent on a rebrand. I think that it could be spent, for example, on helping businesses become more accessible for the likes of myself, person with a disability, trying to get in the door. I know, again, pre-pandemic, having a tour of the city, noted a lot of businesses that I, I, I couldn't get in the door. And yes, people will say, well, you can buy online, but, you know, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. You should Ma- have that choice. Michael and Stephen talking to us. Uh, the Mayor of Limerick City and County, Daniel Butler, is on the line. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. So what do you think should happen here now? Um, King John's Castle, as it currently is, or possibly Limerick Castle instead? Well, look, Joe, I suppose um, certainly it seems, listening to the historians, uh, and a lot of historians that have come out are very senior historians, I think we have to listen to what they have to say, because certainly the name Limerick Castle stacks up historically, uh, and that's something that we have to listen to. And right now, there, there is this very, very, it's important to note that there's very early discussions here in relation to a possible transfer of King John's Castle in, into the ownership or, or, or management of Limerick City and County Council, and we're at a very, very early stage in that regard. And I suppose I think it's no harm to have a discussion right now, because if you're ever going to have it, probably now is the time to have it, which is, I presume is why a lot of the historians have come out and, and, and floated this idea once again. So I think... I think I think it's very worthwhile to have a discussion uh, to see what the, the the merits of it of it are. But I do I am very much aware of the fact as well that you know King John's Castle has a marketing um, I suppose value as well that's been built up for a number of years. And I think all they'll have to be considered. But I think there's no harm in having a discussion. I think there's no harm in and considering it as part of this process that it's successful and it comes back into Limerick City and County Council. That's part of their discussions that they should. I've asked the CEO perhaps introduce this concept and then to look at if there's investment required that government would support it as part of an AMG if that is what is decided. But like I say, we're at such an early stage yet in, in the process. I, I wouldn't like to predict where, where things are going. By the way, do you think in principle it's a good idea for the castle to come under the ownership of the council? Yes, I do. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a really excellent idea. Um, you know, what, what we're trying to do is, is develop almost a medieval quarter in that part of the city uh, and, and I suppose when, when, when speaking with the chief executive, when, when these discussions were, were, we were all alerted to them, one of the things I asked is that he would also request, uh, you know, a serious amount of funding for the, the public realm around King Shots Castle. I think we need to open it up, invest in the square and invest in the immediate area because, you know, the, the area has incredible potential. There are some nice businesses that are opening up there which are quite complimentary. I think we're developing really good quality uh, tourism offering there just last Friday, I had the, the, the opportunity to launch the Dermot White Geese Museum in the Old St. Muntins Church. Uh, and we're really seeing a, a real um, growth in the area there. So I think it's very much a, a welcome opportunity. I'd be supporting the, the chief executive, encouraging him to take this, to take this on and to see the negotiations through successfully. Well, Mayor Daniel Butler is with us. You mentioned historians. One of those, Liam Irwin, is on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. So just briefly explain the history to this then, King John's Castle and its name. Yes, I mean, it's basically, uh, it, it has um, no historical basis. Um, it's been there for 800 years, and for the first 600 years, the name of King John was not uh, in any way associated with it. Um, uh, so uh, it's only something that came about 
um, in, in the 19th century because of um, one or two kind of misunderstood references to it. And um, then it just seemed to be um, uh, repeated. But like if you look at any of the surviving historical sources and most of the historical maps of Limerick, it's always the castle, Limerick Castle, sometimes the king or the queen's castle, um, uh, never uh, associated with uh, King John. Is there any historical basis to an association with King John? uh, In the sense that uh, it was John uh, who was Lord of Ireland as part of his um, conquest of um, the area around Limerick and uh, granting away uh, the lands of the native Irish, uh, he decided as part of the um, controlling strategy to make sure that the um, Norman land grabbers, as they were, um, were able to hold on to their um, ill-gotten gains, that he um, authorised the building of the castle. So in that sense, <laughs> it, 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 it is his name. Um, but even, for example, um, from the 18th century up to independence, um, the castle was used as a British army barracks. What did they call it? Not a word of King John. It was the castle barracks. Right. And it, it's interesting that lady that, that you quoted uh, earlier on, and I understand um, people who uh, grew up in that area and some people whose families lived in the, in, 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 in the castle when, when the houses were there have, um, you know, a deep affection for it. But I noticed that she used the phrase castle barracks. Mm. And as far as I know, most of the people who lived there, that's what the term they actually used. Oh, we lived in the, in the castle of barracks. Right, um... But like nobody, I, I'm not arguing that people have to stop calling it King John's Castle. Uh, uh, as Sharon Slater has pointed out, when Brown Thomas's took over, nobody forced us to stop calling it Todd's, and some of us still uh, pro- probably do. Uh, all I'm saying is that uh, as its official designation, and I can't yeah, the, see the, only thing all... see, the only thing I'd say about that is, you know, this theory came up around Lansdowne Road in Dublin. But I don't know very many people who call it Lansdowne Road anymore. The vast majority call it the Aviva Stadium. So, you know, it does it does matter what it's officially called and, and how it's marketed. And is on the line as well. Uh, we're chatting there to historian Liam Irwin. Um, and good morning. Good morning, Joe. What are your thoughts? Well, my, I, to be honest, I prefer to say it as King John's Castle. Um, that's how I know it. I've lived in Limerick all my life. And... Um, I think we probably um, maybe should have more respect for King John, as you say. Um, he commissioned the castle a long time ago, and um, I, it's a magnificent castle. And I don't really understand that Limerick Council, when they decide to take over the castle, that the first thing they do is to try and change the name. I, I think it's a bit hasty, to be honest. Mm. And, um, the, the, the only I, thing I find myself, you know, when you're out and about around the country... And you mentioned King John's Castle. For whatever reason, lots of people just do not associate it with Limerick. And, and, you know, even people who do pieces on Limerick and Limerick tourism, and I've seen it in some of the national papers, I certainly saw it in a television show on Limerick and its tourist attractions, they get it wrong. They often describe it as St. John's Castle. St. John, yes. (laughs) It's like the cathedral, I suppose, um, with St. John's. like, I, I, honestly, I, I think the name is fine. I, I don't see why they should spend all the money and resources on remarketing the castle under a different name. Really don't. Um, maybe they haven't done enough in the past with the existing name. 
And I think it's like Kilkenny Castle, Blarney Castle, Dublin Castle. I mean, King John's Castle is a much more iconic name, I think, yeah. than, than those. Um, uh, Joe, I, I, you know, people are talking about the cost. I don't see where there has to be any great cost. I mean, apart from changing the signs and uh, some of the publicity material, that, that is all that's actually required. So um, talking about we could be better spending money on the homeless and whatever, we're not talking about um, uh, a huge amount of money um, um, for that. Right. Um, also, I think, you know, we need to bear in mind what a, an awful, disreputable king uh, John was. We are actually honouring one of the worst kings ever in English history, and that's obviously saying something. And uh, he, he is largely despised in England. You will search everywhere, England, Scotland, Wales, you will never find a castle called after King John. So we, we are extremely peculiar in Limerick that we want to honour um, not only somebody who treated Limerick and uh, the, the native owners of Limerick land and property badly, but uh, was universally um, uh, reviled in England right. as well. Um, and, the, but, sorry. you know... Yes, that's Liam Irwin, uh, historian. Uh, Jim is also on forty six nineteen ninety five this morning. Hello, Jim. Bonjour, how are you? What do you think? I just don't see the point. I think the castle is known as King John's Castle. Leave it as it is. Uh, as, as somebody said there previously, Blandy Castle is known as Blandy Castle. Just why? Um, are we doing it just for the sake of it? I can accept all the, the history behind King John. He was also... Um, but maybe that's... One of the reasons we should leave it as it is. Maybe somebody should say, "Who is this King John? What do kings do? What's the legacy of a king?" Mm. Maybe that's one of the reasons we should leave it. You know, so I don't see the point of changing it. And there will be cast because everybody knows that it's King John's Castle. It's not just a few signs. Every book that's been written for the last God knows how long. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We're kind of getting a sense that younger listeners don't seem to care either way, that this seems to be something that, you know, older people feel a bit more strongly about, the name of this castle. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I, I suppose, you know, younger people don't have the same attachment. I, my my other worry is that maybe if we if we start changing the name once, that, you know, next week it'll be called, next year it'll be called Cadbury's Castle or something like that, we'll have a coffers attachment <laughs> to it. Cadbury's Do you know castle. what I mean? That, that, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, just King John's Castle, leave it as it is, lads, it's fine, we know what it is. But, but we're very reluctant, though, you know yourself here, I mean, the whole Tom and Park debate has come up a few times, hasn't yes. it, and naming rights around that, and, you know, yes. people, now, I have noticed a softening on that, I will say, over the years, I remember when we maybe discussed it when it first came up around 2010, and there was an avalanche of absolutely no way, maybe because we've seen it happen more around the world, the idea of Tom and Park, it's naming rights being sold to give more money to Munster Rugby for players and the like seems to be of a different order in terms of people's mindset now. Yeah, and it's something I, I have to say that's something that I don't like either. I think the Gaelic Grounds is an iconic name. Tommy Tom Park is an iconic name. I still call it Lenvan Road. I don't call it the Aviva. And maybe that's just stubbornness on my behalf. But I, I think, you know, there are things we, we should not change. And these maybe are are, are some things that we shouldn't. I, I just corporatizing it, it would be even more, a worse idea. Limerick Castle doesn't sound too bad, to be fair. Mm. Um, but 
why change something's been there. It hasn't been for a long time. It hasn't been there forever. I know it was known originally in books as Limerick Castle. Yeah. Um, so the notion of King John's Castle is, is reasonably recent. So, yeah. And look, I can understand both sides, but I personally just leave it. Right, right. Um, uh, the Mayor, uh, Daniel Butler, is still with us. Uh, before I let you go, Mayor, I just want to talk to you very briefly because we're going to talk to Stephen Kinsella of UL in a few minutes' time about the directly elected mayor and the controversy that's arisen over that and the legislation that's likely to underpin this role. And Con Murray, the former Chief Executive of Limerick City and County Council, was with us on this show on Friday and he said that the people of Limerick had been had, as he put it, over this directly elected mayor? Yeah, well, look, I, we're still at pre-legislative uh, scrutiny. I still think there's a way to go, yes. Uh, councillors themselves, local reps, were offered an opportunity to make submissions to that process as well. Again, recently, as part of the overall process, I made the submission myself last week. Um, I still think there's a lot to be ironed out, and certainly I would have concerns about issues such as budgets, uh, you know, inadequate budgets. I have issues in relation to, um, I suppose, what the directly elected mayor's relationship and influence would be with organisations such as the National Transport Authority, who at the moment tell us where our buses go and don't go, uh, with Irish Water, whose lack of investment in our regional towns and villages is preventing developments, with TII, who dictate what happens with our national roads that run through the city. At the moment, we have no influence or or control or power really at those tables and a directly elected mayor really would have to have power and influence with those organisations otherwise it's we're going nowhere right. and, then, and as well with government you know what is the relationship with the various ministerial departments uh, what, what yeah. where you know what's their access points well, well that's it, and I mean, have, and, and, all, and all of this is supposed to be part of the current discussions, but clearly there's real worry about how it's going to turn out. And I know you and Stephen Kinsel had an exchange on Twitter where he was asking, well, where are all the councillors? They were shouting about the Forbes controversy, but we're not hearing from them on this. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's a bigger world out there beyond Twitter, Joe. Um, and uh, like I say, councillors have that opportunity to actually contribute to, meaningfully to the actual process rather than just throwing it up on Twitter. Um, and which which has been offered to, to them. So a number of them I know have expressed their views. And also within the chamber, there's a mixed viewpoint. There's a lot of people that don't support the direct elected mayor also, and there's some that do support it. Um, so it's, there's a real mixed view within the chamber, and they have an opportunity, and they've had other opportunities up until now as well, Joe, to support to know. And, and, and just for, a, for, a, for clarity, as the current mayor, do you support a directly elected mayor? Yes, I do, as long as they have adequate powers. Joe. Right. No, there's, so there's so, really no so are, you, are you going to, at a certain point, make a call yourself and, and state publicly whether or not you believe that it's worth having the role? Because the one thing that is true is there's absolutely no point having an election if the mayor doesn't have the sufficient powers envisaged. Yeah, well, Joe, like I say, we're still at a, a relatively early stage. I've had my, you know, there's an opportunity currently being presented to local reps to make their submissions to party process and address those concerns, which I have done last week. I have to, we have to wait to see that, you know, move through the process. I've right. also requested a, a meeting with Antonis, the other actor, to discuss a number of matters relating to Limerick, with one of which would be the elected mayor, something I know that he's huge, that he was a, a strong supporter of. And I'd be asking him, you know, if he wants this direct elected mayor to be something that is adopted in the country, then he needs to equip the current one here in Limerick with an adequate budget and adequate power mm. to make a difference. Otherwise, it won't happen for this country. 
Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, the current Mayor of Limerick City and County, Councillor Daniel Butler, and thank you to all of our contributors. Lots of comments coming in on whether you think it should remain King John's Castle or the name should be changed to Limerick Castle. Much more to come on the show. Call Limerick Today now on 46 1995. Reality is whether you voted yes for it, whether you voted no for it, whether you thought the process was imperfect, whether you thought that the... Um, the, the individuals involved in the campaign uh, weren't, weren't your favourite people, any of that stuff. The reality of the situation is the people of Limerick voted for this thing. Um, the government committed in the programme for government to Im- implementing it. And so the only real effective question is, starting from today, what are we going to do to make sure that the enabling legislation gives this directly, admir- directly elected mayor as much power to change people's lives for the better as possible. That's really it. You know, I, I, I'm, you know I, 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 I'm not a sort of a we are where we are merchant, Joe, as you know. I'm more than happy to, to criticize imperfect processes when, when they occur. But I'm much more interested now in, in producing something that can actually deliver for people. You know, I really want this to be something where, where when you meet the directly elected mayor, whoever he or she or even they uh, are in the end um, that that you can say to them. Listen, I really need I really need a a, a new bus lane, or the housing policy is inappropriate, or you know we should really think about environmental policy X or Y or Z. And they can actually say yes, yes, I will work on that instead of going oh no, I have to go up to Dublin like everyone else and beg for some scraps in order to make um, this work. You also were making the point, and I just want you to expand on it, that you're not hearing very much from Limerick councillors about this. Why? Yeah, I was, I was a little surprised because what, what, what actually came up when I, I sort of, I, did a, I read the legislation and then I compared the, the general scheme of the bill to the 2019 report uh, written by a fantastic report chaired by Tim O'Connor. Um, really strong report, actually very detailed thing, and uh, I, I just compared it said, this is what it should have, and this is what it will have. And the difference was just night and day, you know? Um, and, I, and then I said, okay, look, you know, we should probably, I, I just wanted to bring people's attention to it, and, you know, there was a, a groundswell of, 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 uh, of support and, and feedback from, from everyone, you know, thanks to everybody who, who did that. Um, but the, uh, the, I was just, I was quite interested that there were, there were kind of two groups that were conspicuously absent. You had lots of, you know, um, you know, you have lots of uh, uh, community groups, um, particularly in the city itself. Actually, uh, you had a lot, lot of, lot of community groups, very, very vocal. A, a lot of individuals, a lot of um, uh, rights-based groups, um, and getting involved and saying, look, you know, we need to change this. The only two groups I really noticed that weren't there were the business groups. Now, you could argue that, you know, D Ryan, as the as the uh, CEO of the, of the chamber, you know, like she actually. Uh, sort of letter from the start, and, and you know now we we have the president of the chamber uh, has has now come out and said no no we, we need to the chairman sorry of the chamber has come out and said no we need to change this um, so that's been really good so, um, but what I've noticed is you know the the, the councillors really re- really hadn't um, uh, come out on that no, no uh, 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 they have since uh, come out and said no no look you know it's an imperfect pro- process we'd like to see it changed. Um, or, or as Mayor Butler did, he said, you know, we actually have a privileged channel with which to feedback on this. Um, so we're going to use that. So, you know, in in mm. fairness, in fairness, while while uh, they they have been relatively silent about it, uh, or at least most of them have been relatively silent about it, 
um, some people uh, since have come out and said, yeah, they'd like to do do something. Okay. Well, certainly in the run-up to the referendum, uh, we made absolutely sure that there were voices heard here um, on it and there's absolutely no way that that isn't going to happen in this respect as well because I think people need to know, everybody in Limerick needs to understand when they go to decide who the mayor will actually be, what powers that mayor will ultimately have. It's really important stuff. All right, thank you very much for chatting to us, uh, Associate Professor of Economics at the University of Limerick, Stephen Kinsella. Call Limerick Today now on 46 Afternoons with JP on Live 95. Hello there, it's Ballin for JP. And coming up today from 12, we'll kick things off with 20 minutes of Limerick's best music mix. We continue the search for Live 95's greatest summer anthem. That's our Insta vote today. Keep an eye on our Instagram stories for that one. And between three and four, I have a full hour of Live 95 anthems. Some great tunes on the way. Afternoons with JP on Live 95. Weekdays from 12. With Leonard's Motors Limerick. Leading the way in quality cars. This 211. Great value to be had today. Leonard's Motors WE. 414-249. Introducing new Kerrygold Spreadable. Only fools The rich taste of Kerrygold blended with natural rapeseed oil. Spreadable straight from the fridge. Now available nationwide. Love the taste of new Kerrygold Spreadable. With Virgin Mobile, there's nothing hidden. Now you can try unlimited data calls and texts for only €5 a month for five months for everyone joining. It's an offer that's bigger than big. So, what are you waiting for? Visit the Virgin Media Store in Limerick today. Virgin Mobile, nothing hidden. SIM only contract. For T's and C's and acceptable usage policy, see virginmobile.ie. €25 a month after offer. Ends 28th of July 2021. This time of year, we're all thinking about freshening up the paintwork in our homes. Bringing colour and vibrancy to our living spaces. But the important thing isn't just the colours we choose. It's the paint. Fleetwood use the highest quality ingredients for a richer colour and smoother finish that lets you wipe away the marks of everyday life. And it's Irish made, designed to work with the ever-changing Irish light. Would one range of paints transform your home? Fleetwood would. Naturally. The Limerick Greenway is calling. Explore Ireland's newest greenway, stretching 40 kilometres through the heart of rural Limerick. Discover ancient castles. Explore a dramatic Victorian railway tunnel and bask in the solitude of a native forest. Plan your visit at limerickgreenway.ie. The Limerick Greenway. Embrace the unexpected. The Job Line on Live 95. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie and here's your latest Limerick Diary. A Limerick City Centre pharmacy is looking to fill both part-time and full-time pharmacy assistant positions. Previous experience would be a bonus but is not essential as training will be provided. A busy construction company is looking for an accounts assistant to join their team. A laundry and counter assistant is needed for an established city centre dry cleaners. An external cleaning and maintenance company serving Limerick City and County is looking for a reliable person to join their team. Duties include window cleaning, power washing, roof and gutter cleaning. A 
nurse manager is needed for a Limerick adult daycare centre. Applicants must have knowledge of the voluntary sector, older people issues and dementia with a minimum of two years management experience. A Limerick Alumina refinery is recruiting for mechanical automation and maintenance fitters to join their team. And finally, a security and electrical company has vacancies for qualified electricians, general operatives and first-year electrical apprentices. You can check out live95.ie jobline for information on today's vacancies. The Jobline on Live 95. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. We have a lovely break in Cork to give away later in the show, so stay tuned for that. Now, many of you will be very familiar with Pieta House, a service that provides therapy to sufferers of suicidal distress and uh, those who engage in self-harm or are bereaved by suicide do amazing work here in Limerick. And due to the uh, success of their annual Darkness Into Light fundraiser, Pieta House is currently having a recruitment drive to hire over 20 therapists nationwide, including here in Limerick. And Sinead Raftery uh, from Pieta House is on the line to tell us a little bit more about it. Good morning to Sinead. Good morning, Joe, and thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. So tell us uh, what you're looking for and how people could potentially put their hand up for the job. Yeah, sure. So, Joe, um, I suppose we're in the very fortunate position that um, we're, we are looking to expand our services right across the country because I suppose year on year we've seen an increase in demand for our service and the public have just always been so incredibly generous to Pieta that's put us in this position. So we're looking to recruit qualified psychotherapists um, for our centre in Limerick, but as I said, right across our 20 locations now. So anybody that is an accredited therapist with um, the accrediting bodies that we have actually listed on our recruitment campaign um, that can be found on the likes of Active Link, or if actually people go onto our own website of www.pieta.ie, they'll find a career section there and all the details can be found. Are you guys in a position now again to meet people face to face? I know it was very difficult for you during uh, the uh, lockdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was hugely challenging, um, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic. But absolutely, our in-person service, um, providing one-to-one face-to-face therapy, um, is back in the centres um, for a number of months now. Um, so we have very specific control measures in place and. Obviously, the the level of face-to-face work isn't where it was pre-pandemic. We were also doing phone and video therapy right now. But uh, absolutely, we are seeing face-to-face clients in the centres also. And are you worried about the extra stresses and strains on people who may already um, have mental health challenges? Absolutely. I suppose because it has been such a challenging year, two years nearly, year and a half for all of us, um, like we've been in a global pandemic. So our, our anxiety levels naturally, even without any stress in our lives before the pandemic, uh, most of our anxiety levels are higher than they normally would be. But add in stress on that or add in somebody that might have already been struggling with their mental health. It, you know, it's almost like the perfect storm. So it's really important 
that if people are struggling, that they are reaching out and accessing the help. Mm. Well, there are very few families uh, or certainly friend groups who haven't been touched by the work of Pieta House in Limerick over the years. And I'm sure there are uh, lots of people listening who may have the appropriate skills and qualifications uh, and may feel that this is a very rewarding uh, option for them. And they can go to pieta.ie forward slash careers. And of course, you can contact Pieta House uh, here in uh, Limerick if you need to reach out for help as well. Uh, Thank you very much to Sinead Raftery from Pieta house for telling us about that. Call Limerick today now on 46 Live 95 sponsorship partners, Harry Curry. You'll instantly love the exciting new arrivals in store at Ennis Road Retail Park or online at harrycurry.com. Harry Curry, see what's in store. Commitment. This is what your solicitor gives you, 100%. The commitment to fearlessly promote and protect your best interests. To be honest and independently minded. To advise you wisely and objectively. To be confidential, on your side and armed with the full power of the law. This is their vow and duty to you as their client. So if you're looking for the best advice, the best advice is to talk to your solicitor. From the Law Society of Ireland. Oh, that sofa would be perfect here. Along with a couple of new cushions, the table would look great in the kitchen. Nice carpet upstairs with... Love, who are you talking to? Uh, no one. You are on the Corcoran's Furniture and Carpets website again. Okay, fair enough. But listen, Corcoran's have done a massive refurb. I heard it looks amazing. You think I'm obsessed, don't you? Absolutely. Come on, I'll drive. Corcoran's Furniture and Carpets. For high-quality, affordable furniture, visit our newly refurbished stores in Killarney, Tralee, Newcastle West and Caris It's great to get outdoors again and meet up safely with friends and family. <laughs> but sometimes our outdoor spaces can be spoiled by litter and dog waste, which can damage the environment, wildlife and even our health. So let's all clean up. Bring all litter home, keep the dog on the lead and clean up after them. That way, we leave the outdoors as we find it for everyone to enjoy. And remember, love this place, leave no trace. From Leave No Trace Ireland and its partners. Live 95, keeping you healthy with Leia Health and Wellbeing Clinic Limerick. Treatment for minor injuries and illnesses. Available to everyone aged one year and over. It's almost 10 o'clock. Amidst a storm of information and misinformation, the choices can seem confusing. Talk to the team at Brian Geary Toyota about why your next car needs to be a self-charging Toyota hybrid. Brian Geary Toyota Raheen. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Mary is very angry with me this morning. Joe, the football is over. Your congratulations to Italy suffice. Take heed of Boris Johnson's message today and end racism. You've been mocking the English most of last week and this morning. There are many English, Welsh and Scottish people listening to Live 95. Joe, time to put the past behind us, says Mary. Well, thank you very much for that, Mary. I have many, many flaws. But uh, in fairness to me, racism is not one of them. But I I do appreciate your comment anyway. Uh, Lots more to come over the next couple of hours, including a chance to win a grand. But now...